0: Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here.
1: So welcome to A Voice of Hope. I am Troy Peverall, and today we are again here together with Chris Sasser and uh we had last few sessions ago talking about the proverbs and the importance of those scriptures and just one-liners that bring so much meaning to uh, to life and the application to life and specifically finding places of life where uh you relax or rest um and can hear or position yourself to hear from god or think about god um, and a lot of those times it's with the things that we actually enjoy so i believe that the discipline of having fun, the discipline of of resting, is like the postures that we can put ourselves in to really hear from God. So specifically, we are talking about God and gardening. And uh, last uh, episode, we we uh, learned some things about the soil, about watering, um, and so we just wanted to uh, look at a few more uh, specifics. But before we do, and before I ask uh, Chris to kind of dive in uh, here, I was thinking uh, recently as I was sitting in our backyard and just amazed at how I can sit there and look at trees uh, that are behind our fence because we cut all these huge pines uh, down. And I never knew that we had all these specific trees because the pines were so big that they were basically hiding Um and so at some point I just said to to Kim, my wife, I was like, I could just sit here forever and just look at God's crea- creation and be at the, the most peaceful place. Um, and it's a real place away just to be in my backyard. So Chris has found that kind of atmosphere for himself when it comes to gardening. And so Chris wants to to share a story with us and just let's, uh, let's hear from Chris. Yeah.
0: So I remember Troy, one of the first times, um, that I, I kind of started learning things just about myself and about faith and about life in gardening. Um, it was when I had built a, uh, like a small little waterfall in our house back in Raleigh. Uh, and it just, you know, I, I just love kind of moving water and mm-hmm. I love kind of those, uh, b- being able to sort of build something like that. And so I, I had built it and, uh, a in the process that I was taking some shortcuts. I mean, I had kind of done some research and I uh-huh. knew kind of how you're supposed to do this, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was probably trying to be a little cheap and, and do it on the cheap instead of, you know, get all the right, get the liner that's the right size, or maybe I tried to make the pond a little bit bigger than it should have been, all this sort of stuff. Oh, <laughs> and after, you know, about a month of, you know, just losing water all the time in this thing, I just realized I, I have, I, I just, I took some shortcuts and I didn't build this thing properly. And so mm-hmm. I literally had to rip the whole thing up Mm -hmm. invest some more money and (laughs) kind of build it in the right way in order for it to be able to work. And so, you know, it's not necessarily a a gardening concept, but it's something I learned through landscaping. Yeah. Um, It's just, you know, oftentimes in life, I think, you know, and we all still do this in different ways is we just try to take shortcuts.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And we try to, to, to create things um, without putting kind of all of the right planning, putting all of the right mm. uh, stuff that it needs to be what it needs to be. And then it just leaks all over the you know, place. But it's
1: so good because you least made the attempt and you learn through yeah, it. That's right. And that's the part I'm going, water fountain? Like, if I'm going to have a water fountain, it's going to be because I go out and buy one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: this is a waterfall. Oh, I mean, this a, was I like saying, stones and like right. you know, I had
1: to dig and
0: you know, buy that, by that black liner that you have to yeah. have underneath it and all that sort of stuff. Well, so we
1: have a waterfall. The, the yeah. reason I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, I need is, to see your waterfall. Well, it's one that I bought. That's what I was uh, thinking. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. So, so I have a question here. What do you do with the water that it's attract, like mosquito? attracts mosquitoes? Is, it, is there anything you do to keep it out?
0: Well, I mean, when water's moving, it doesn't attract mosquitoes You just have to keep it moving. You got to keep time. it moving. Water's right. got to stay moving. That's right. And so you, yeah, you got A natural cycling. pond
1: that you're building or like that, or. Yeah, waterfall is going to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure, because I'm I'm pumping water from the bottom of it up to the top to where it kind of comes down. It's just a nonstop cycle of pumping that water, so so moving water will eliminate that.
1: So, so there there is very little like when it comes to creating in me like things that are that you have to do with your hands. I love it, but I've learned to love it Um, Mm. because my first instinct is, oops, I don't know how to do that. So again, listening to you share that, I'm like, there's so much to to learn from that. Yes, building it the right way, but just the courage to try and to do something. I still think that's, that's a principle like... If, you know, it's easy for us to sit around and look at people's lives and go, well, you're not doing it right. But the question is, is like, they're trying. Are you? (laughs) Well,
0: and and I I, like haven't done it right seven times in a row. Like, and what does right even mean? Right. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like in some situations where I'm being creative in the backyard, like there's no Right. It's yeah. just what, what, it, what do I want to try to create? Yeah. And there are like for years and years and years, both, you know, in our, in our home in Raleigh and here, hmm. I would create, you know, this thing in this little area of the yard and it would, you know, kind of be there for a season and maybe it's some plants or a hardscape or whatever. And then the next season I'm like, nah, I tried that, but it ain't quite what I wanted it to be. And so right. I'm going to tear that down and I'm going to rebuild it or I'm going to move it to somewhere else. Right. And, and for me, it's just part of that sort of nonstop process of,
1: of creating right. all around. Well, the characteristic of God, a godly characteristic. you mentioned this word like in the last two or three minutes, three or four times, uh, creativity. Yeah. Like to create, to create. Yes. Like this is that's Correct. a godly characteristic. Yes, absolutely. So, and so uh, again, this gardening principle and what you're talking about to me is, is implementing the God nature in you. And yeah. that's so cool.
0: It's been so fun over the uh-huh. years to be able to kind of Again, like the the first time, it, it it kind of came awake in me. I did. I, I felt exactly like that. Like something came awake. Oh, that's good in me, and and I saw sort of my yard and the world yeah. in a different way. I saw beauty, yeah. a different kind of beauty that I just didn't yeah. really care about in the past. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of people do, but it's just been kind of really neat. To you just
1: for the listeners right now. I mean, just thinking about this over where we've been over the last few years, even it's it's so applicable because. I, I Maybe this is wrong, it's just a thought here. But it's like, I don't know that we are creating in a time or season of our lives, all of our lives, as much as we need to. Because we're so more dependent upon like...
0: We're consuming.
1: Yeah, we're consuming and dependent upon technology when there's very little creativity in yeah.
0: that. Yeah. And for me, part of kind of being in the art is walking away from the technology. Like it's, it's a tangible way for me to go spend an hour or more just mm-hmm. sort of away from the noise of life and to be able to just step into God's creation and kind of interact with the world in a different way. And, um, I mean, there have been days where, you know, I'll have a lunch break and Mm. I'll run home for lunch and I will literally take 30 minutes in the yard during my lunch break, just to kind of have a different sort of connection with God. Um, you know, so that I'm not just sitting inside and eating and, and and kind of, you know, staying in an indoor space, if you will. And it changes, Mm a lot about sort of me when I come back.
1: That's so fascinating. And just as you say that God put us originally when he put, when we were, when we, when he made man, he put them in a garden, a garden. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so interesting that we, we left the garden once sin took place, but like we were made for, you know, that place of God's creativity and the lusciousness of what God gave us in that garden. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty neat. So give us a principle some other principles that uh, you've you've learned through the years
0: um I would say another one is just is the the idea that that plants need the right amount of water and it's funny I've been thinking about this even uh, you know you know that I think I talk about parenting a lot yeah um and I think about parenting a lot and so like I've built in um I'm gonna add a uh like a drip irrigation system Hmm. into my garden because you know, one of the ways that, that plants, especially tomatoes, get, you know, kind of the best water is just kind of a slow drip. Interesting. Just a slow drip. You know, yeah. my, my posture or my my um, strategy <clears> strategy has been to, you know, get the hose out and water it, you know, once a week or so. Or, you mm-hmm. know, if it's wilting, water it a little bit more. But the slow drip hmm. is what really kind of helps plants get the water that they need. Interesting. And I think that's sort of true in my life of just... Sure, I need to take kind of big days away to go Mm -hmm. be with Jesus. I need to go to church on Sundays. Right. But in order for for me to really sort of um, get saturated, if you will, with what I need, it just needs to be a slow drip of God all the time. Yeah. And how can I sort of figure that out? I mean, I think about, I don't know where the scripture is, but it just talks about, you know, um, praying continually. Like I'm not a great go into the closet and pray kind of guy, Mm -hmm. but I will try to sort of all throughout the day Mm. just be praying to God, stay connected, Lord. You know, this person comes to mind, I'll try to pray. But it's just kind of this slow drip. That's good. um, In 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 me, and and I think that's just sort of a a way that um, that God works in me. Is I hope is just kind of just this slow drip, and that's I've learned that that's just one of the best ways that plants. Get their waters this slow drip.
1: I like that because it's very applicable to the verse that says, "Pray without ceasing." Yeah, right. So if we have this idea that that means that you're in posture only of an intense prayer um, life, which is which I think is good, right? Sure is as well. But that there is a way to just have that constant drip of communication. That's really neat.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say another one. This one just came to mind a few minutes ago. Troy uh, is that and again, it's because it's sort of in my face now is weeds are relentless. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> weeds
0: are relentless. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, I can like pull some weeds in one sort of area of my yard, or I can, you know, mm. use my shovel and try to shovel things out. And literally yeah. two or three days later, the weeds are back or there's a different kind of weed or there's something growing there that is, you know, kind of back to the parable that we talked about, you know, they're trying to choke the plants out, if yeah. you will. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so we, I think it's not necessarily pruning, but it is sort of pulling the weeds out of your life. You, you can't just like, if you, if I wait too long to try to go pull the weeds out of some areas of my yard, it's going to take me hours. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mm-hmm. frustrated. I'm not going to be able to get them all. Um, <clears throat> but, but if I'm sort of pulling weeds all the time, yeah. little, little weeds, as soon as they come up, just pull it out. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't grow as big. And so That's the good. weeds are relentless. That's one of the things That's that I've learned.
1: That's Yeah, so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back uh, here in just a moment. We're gonna continue the conversation on the gardening principles of, um, but we're gonna uh, ask Chris a question when it comes to weeds. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair. And it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together.
1: Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Uh, again, we're glad you're listening with us today. And before the break, we were talking about weeds. So I wanted to ask Chris the question. Just when it comes to the weeds of life, uh, what are some that just come to your mind that perhaps have just been there that we have always had to kind of pay attention to? Mention a few of those maybe, but also maybe just the weeds of life that maybe we're having to tend to more over the last few years that we've as we've been through a difficult time
0: well I hesitate to go where my mind went first but I I guess I will (laughs) is um, the political discourse that Mm. we are in is it feels like a weed yeah right at times right Um, now of course you know being civically minded and and wanting to 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 help our country go in the the, whatever the right direction is 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 good and helpful however um, man that can th- that conversation can sort of choke out a lot of really good things going on I was with some extended mm. family uh, literally a week ago and you know the, the the thing that was the weed growing up around several conversations was mm. uh, was kind of the political discourse that were in and mm. so I think that's kind of a weed um, obviously and I, and I know I go back to this all the time but it's just the noise and the social media and the the technology that yeah. sort of, surrounds us all the time feels like something that kind of chokes out the 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 freedom that we have in jesus (laughs) the Mm. the way that we can step into kind of a relationship with him it feels like those are a couple of the weeds but i also think um uh and again we've alluded to this in a lot of different ways over the years it's just sort of the busyness of life that that we we allow ourselves to step into often where we don't sort of step away and take a rest. Um, mm-hmm. those are just some things that come to mind there. You are know, the,
1: the first one I think, and we'll, we'll probably just have to do another yeah right. show on the political discourse, just because I know that that's a big topic and we don't need to discuss that today. But what strikes me is like at the root of the weed or the weeds of the political discourse that we're in, that's choking out our lives in so many ways. And I can see this, it's like, I don't, like, it really needs, we need almost like some good, what do we do with this? So that people don't have the only option of it just being divisive. Yeah. And like, there's got to be, especially for believers, we need to create a way where, where the political discourse, re- discourse, regardless of where we are, does not have to create division, you know, yeah. and I want us to at some point tend to some of that.
0: Yeah. And, and the one thing that comes to mind for me right now, and that is, is we just need a perspective change on that. And and uh-huh. I think through, and we've probably mentioned this before here, but one of the things that, that our pastor here at Port City says, and, and we kind of as a staff and a team, you know, we just adopt this because we think it's true is we, we don't stand on issues. We walk with people.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Right. <laughs> and,
0: and that's just... That's a different lens to have as a believer in Jesus is what I want to do is I want to walk with people through their their struggles, their pain, their whatever it is that's going on with them, which is different than feeling the, the, the pressure to stand on an issue, no matter what issue it is that you feel like you need to stand on and no mm-hmm. matter what side you need to stand on. Mm-hmm. That if you can just say, I'm going to walk with people instead of stand on issues, it just it's a little bit of a game changer hmm. when it comes to what we can do differently. So we're going to flesh
1: this out a little more because I think that there would be a lot of believers that would say, we're going to do both. And that's that's got to be challenging, but I wouldn't dismiss that either. Because yeah. I don't think you, you know, you, you personality, I think of personality and I think of uh, uh, principles. Like, mm-hmm. and how do you... You have both. And we'll talk some more about yeah, this. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I would say just quickly that, that I'm not saying we don't stand on truth. Right. right? You, you do have to stand on truth. Yeah. Um, but but there are ways to love people the way Jesus loves people yeah. first. Right. Instead of leading with, you're wrong, yeah. or you need to think about this issue the way I think about it. Yeah. Can you do both? Sure, but it's mm-hmm. just, a, it's more nuanced than maybe we've allowed it to be over the last 20 or 30 years
1: yeah that's good we'll go into this a whole cu- maybe really a couple good. of episodes on that right no, because we are talking about the proverbs and one of the proverbs that we're going to be talking about or or just the principles out of scripture that would be proverbs for social media and because social media is heavily content based um the chaos inside of it so it's almost like we're we're talking about weeds in a garden i'm going okay <laughs> the principle that I think about what right now when we're talking is that some weeds are so stubborn yeah. and so yeah. thick. Like I can reach down and I don't know what I'm doing, but some of the weeds I just pull out. Wow, this, this, the root base is not very much. But when there are some, I'm like, I cannot get this out of the ground. Yeah. And it's almost like I think the political discourse is probably one of those weeds that we got to figure out as a church, especially. And I'm talking about the big church. How do we tend to the weeds that choke? are choking us out when it comes to community and the division that it creates, because that is so, so, so right now for me, so important, more so than ever. How do we take down division here? Because if believers can't get it straight, yeah, you know, how in the world would we, how do we cross the barriers? Yeah. You know, people will know Jesus because they look at the union unity that we have as believers. Yeah. But if we, as believers can not have unity, especially like inside of our own family, it's like the weed that we're looking at. I think we really need to almost like be surgical weed removers. Well, and
0: here, here's what I know about kind of some weeds that I have to deal with both, uh-huh. you know, on the ground. Um, but maybe this is true kind of in life. And what you're mm-hmm. talking about too, is there are some weeds that will, will grow and and they're kind of runners. And they'll yeah. grow, and in like in one spot they'll put down some roots, yeah. And something will sprout up, but but part of what sprouts up is is another sort of line that mm. continues to grow and run mm. to somewhere else, and then it'll stop and it'll put down some roots. Mm. So you can you can sort of pluck up sort of one section of it, mm-hmm. but yet it's got runners going all over the place, yeah. To where you didn't really get the whole thing; you got just that one little chunk. And I think that's true you know, in, in, in life and maybe even in the political discourse is when you try to pull something up, right. When you try to mess with someone's issues, when you try to, mm-hmm. you know, get someone to think differently, they're just going to run some, they're runners. They'll run to where they can put down roots somewhere else mm-hmm. and grow. Right. Yeah. Cause all of us are looking for sort of that echo chamber of people that agree with us. And mm-hmm. what we're saying in whatever issue it is. And so you have to like, you, you got to just get all of it. Right. And you got to go back to what's the source of that runner of that mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to get out. Right. Which sometimes is super deep in us or in a group right. of people. And it's
1: really hard to get that out. Interesting. This is, this is good. We didn't mean to take a turn here, but, but you just said trying to get people to think differently. Like I was thinking about the social media and the, and the uh, Proverbs that we'll be talking about at some point uh, here soon. Um, one of those issues is that the intent when it comes to relating to people, even with, uh, issues that you may differ with inside the body, even, um, it's like our interaction with people. Why does it so gravitate towards trying to get people to a different place that looks like ours? Yeah. You know? And it's like, when I look at some of these proverbs, I'm going that's what we're doing. It's like, but when you look at how do you actually communicate people with people, what's the intention of your communication and how do you do it in a way? It's like, mm, there's some principles here as that w- what we're doing, we're not practicing them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think through, and I've had mm-hmm. to learn this as a dad yeah. is I think through leading with empathy. Yeah. that's right? a good Right. I have to lead with my kids sometimes with empathy of understanding where they are, their lens, their perspective. Uh-huh. And I think in the political discourse that that should be true as well. Right. But we're not good at that. We're not right. good at leading with empathy in in that space yeah. and caring more about the person than we do about how they think yeah. and and what they do in kind of in that realm of life. so
1: that's great. Yeah. so so give us another gardening. Pr- pr- okay,
0: yeah, one more uh, kind of as we as we get wrap up is it's um, and it's it comes from First Corinthians chapter three and I'll just read this to you because this has been a really important kind of part of um, of my life in some ways and it, mm. it definitely, applies here, uh, in gardening, but first, first Corinthians three, and there's this debate around some people following Paul, some people following Apollos for one says, I, this in verse four, for one says, I follow Paul and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos and what is Paul only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, That's good. Apollos watered it, but only God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes it grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded among according hmm. to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. Hmm. You are God's field, God's building. The way the way that that scripture has been important to me over the years is recognizing, and this is true. Like I, I can put a seed in the ground, and I can water it. Yeah, but I cannot do anything to make that seed grow. Yeah, like like the, the way God has created that seed, the way yeah. God nurtures that seed through, you know, the rain and the environment, and all that. God is the one who makes that seed grow into whatever plant it's going to be right. and and wow. have whatever fruit it's going to have. Yeah. Well, that's true for me kind of in life and ministry. And, and, and as as a pastor, that's that scripture has sort of um, freed me up over the oh. last you know, dec- number of decades, because oh. I remember when I first. I heard that as a young youth pastor. Like, my drive was, I have to make these teenagers get it. Right. I have to make these people understand what it is that they need to change or do or believe or whatever. And the moment I kind of internalized this scripture and I realized, wait a minute, um, some of us plant, some of us water, but only God makes it grow. Like, the pressure's off.
1: That's so good. For me. Mm -hmm. And and
0: again, it's more personal, but as a parent, um the pressure's off for me to make anything grow in the life of my kids. Right. I can plant in water and plant and water and plant and water. And that's my purpose. That's right. That's so is to good. plant in water. And it's so
1: applicable to like all the roles that we're you know we're yeah, in. Uh, right. You know, marriage, you know, being a parent, um, being a boss, yes, uh, being a business owner, whatever it is that we're doing. It's like these are the right things, do them, but those doing are not actually what's causing the growth.
0: Yeah, right. That's like, funny. like I, 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 It's not necessarily my fault. I mean, there are conditions that I can create that make it better, better yeah. soil, better water. Yeah. You know, I can pay attention to all that. But when a plant doesn't grow in the mm. way that it should, that's kind of not on me um, necessarily. And I think that's, that's true kind of in life as well, is, is I've got to be faithful to the planting and the watering and the creating the soil and doing all the right conditions as much as I can. Yeah. But I have to trust God, and it's, it's really a trust issue. I have to trust that God's going to make that thing grow
1: oh, in amazing.
0: someone. And, you know, that applies to the political discourse we were just talking yeah, about, right? Right. right. Well, what if we had the idea of instead of trying to make something grow in someone yeah. and then think differently, I'm just going to plant water. Right. Just going to plant water. Yeah. And I'm going to be good with that.
1: That's very, very good. There is a, uh, I love this verse when it comes to the gardening piece and all that we're talking about. says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never, never fail. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and the garden causes seas to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. I've heard this verse before but I don't know that I've ever really paid attention that that beautiful picture of what's happening in the growth of, of, of the garden here and what God is doing. It starts with in a sun scorched land. (laughs) I'm like, okay, the conditions of, of our lives, we don't always, we're not all, we can't always affect, but God does it even though it's yeah. a sun-scorched land. Yeah.
0: And and Lord knows, do we feel like we're living <laughs> in a sun-scorched right. land right That's now. Right. Yeah, That's right. There's yeah. hope here. That's right. Well, hopefully these last couple of weeks of talking about the gardening proverbs have been helpful for you and Troy, and I've got a lot more fun things to be talking about in the upcoming weeks. So don't forget, you can always go to mi1.net. That will kind of just give you more information about the ministry of A Voice of Hope, and you can get in contact with us through that. But we are just thankful that you would spend some time with us um, listening this week. So have a great Have a great week, and uh, don't forget, you're listening to A Voice of Hope.